I don't need to just do what I see everyone else doing because everyone else is not where I want to go. Like everyone else, I don't, I don't want to be in the world where we just like pretend that nothing bad is ever happening. And all you need to do is like light a candle and then your whole life will will become great. This is the Alchemized Life podcast and I am your host, Ava Johanna transformational mentor, speaker, teacher, and most importantly, a woman on a mission to bring wellness to the world. This podcast was created to bridge the gap for anyone craving more love, health, and happiness in each and every day. And with every episode, you will receive practical guidance to create magic in your own life. Combining the expertise of wellness visionaries and thought leaders, each week we will bring it back to basics and provide you with the tools meant to empower you to thrive emotionally, physically, and spiritually. So together, let's ditch the mean girl, you can't sit with us vibes, grab your favorite yoga pants, and start to find your uniquely alchemized life. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Alchemized Life podcast. I've got a fresh new mic. I'm so excited because I have been wanting a new mic for quite a while and I finally got it. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do it. And does my voice sound like butter? I think it does. (laughs) I am so excited and feeling so good today to be bringing you this episode with one of my private clients, Samara Kasai. You guys, I have never seen somebody that is so open to receiving new potential, new possibilities, and really just going all in and taking everything that we worked on together and seriously running with it. Like not just running, sprinting. Samara has blown me away and I really wanted to have them on because Over our work together, we're now in like our fourth month of working together. Not only have they completely blown my mind when we started working together, they didn't have a business. They were just running workshops online and um, it's now month four and they just had a $10,000 launch and it's still launching and a $9,600, almost $10,000 month. And this is somebody that literally was not making any money in March and now in June and now July is having five figure months. This is huge, you guys, and such a testament to what happens not only when you go all in, but when you are in full alignment with your authentic self, as well as what you are bringing into the world. Samara has created a tarot reader training that really focuses on social justice and decolonizing the tarot. So your readings, other personal or professional, are really inclusive of all, including those at the margins. I'm just so grateful and so humbled to be able to learn from Samara every single day and to be able to celebrate alongside them because they've really shown me what happens again when you just like fully commit to what is important to you, your values, the things that light you up that you're passionate about and how easily you can receive when you are in that alignment because people can feel that. People can feel your authenticity. And I'm actually in this um, membership group called We Should All Be Millionaires that's run by Rachel Rogers and the Hello 7 team. I first found Rachel Rogers through her town hall that she did for small business owners um, back at the beginning of June and had been a part of her Facebook group and on her email list. And she created this high-level membership that is for really supporting women in scaling to seven figures. And something that she she said in this video training that I'm doing on worthiness is your unique self, your 
authentic self is your wealthy self. And to really let whatever it is that's authentic being quirky, whether it's being sassy, whether it's being soft and feminine and grounded, whatever it might be, let that be the source of your wealth because that is what really, really attracts people to you. And I talked about this a while ago on the podcast episode about owning your worth and owning your voice as a leader. If you haven't listened to that, it's definitely one of the favorites. Um, And I love hearing and seeing you guys sharing about it and talking about it on your social media. Um, So I'm glad that it resonates with you all. But really what I had shared in that episode is that if you are just trying to be a carbon copy or chameleon yourself to other people, you will not see the amount of wealth that is available to you. You will not see the amount of success, the amount of connection, because people can feel that inauthenticity. And I know that authentic and authenticity is a word that gets thrown around a lot, um, but there's a reason for it. And really the direction that this world is going is that we need more people really feeling safe and in alignment and grounded in themselves, grounded in who they are and who they are on the soul level. This doesn't necessarily mean who you were three years ago, who you were even six months ago, or who you were as a teenager, but really grounded in who you are as a, as a soul and um, leaning into the power that you hold. And um, I just think that Samara does such an incredible job of this. And that's why they've had so much success so quickly. And this is just the beginning. Um, so it's been super fun to work with them. And I'm really excited for you to hear more about Samara's journey, as well as the tarot reader training that they have coming up at the um, beginning slash middle of August. If you are interested in learning how to read tarot for yourself or for others and really want to do so through the lens of social justice, this is the training for you. And it was so much fun to support them in kind of putting it all together from start to, you know, I think they are about like halfway through now or almost done, but it was just a really cool process to watch this training come to fruition. And so, yeah, if you guys are interested in, in tarot, definitely check out this, this tarot reader training and I'll link it in the show notes as well as Samara's um, Instagram. They also do tarot reader or tarot readers, tarot readings and polls. They have a lot of different videos that come out on Instagram that are like weekend polls or little like pick a pile polls. And they also do the weekend polls for the Alchemized Life podcast. And so maybe you have gone onto the Instagram page at the Alchemized Life and seen Samara there. Every Sunday, they are putting together a three-card poll for the week ahead. And so if you really want that intuitive guidance and a little bit of a perspective shift of how to move into the week ahead, I highly suggest going to the Alchemized Life podcast and checking out the most recent video. And actually, because today is Monday, when you are going to be listening to this, if you're listening to this on the day that it comes out, there should be a new one that just went up yesterday for this week. So make sure to go to the podcast at The Alchemized Life on Instagram and let me know what you like from this conversation. Let me know what stands out to you the most, your biggest takeaway. You can tag the podcast at The Alchemized Life, tag Samara at Kasai Thrive. That's K-A-S-A-I Thrive. And you can also tag me at Ava Johanna. And lastly, there's about two weeks left Ooh, two weeks left before this round of Catalyst starts. And you guys, I, I'm just 
I'm so excited by everything I'm doing. And I know that I say that all the time, but I am so excited by everything that I'm doing from wrapping up the Academy of Breath last week to this next round of Catalyst. I'm also launching another round of the Academy of Breath starting, well, the pre-sale for it is uh, August 1st through September 1st. So that whole month you can sign up for the second round. Um, And then I'm launching a mastermind later this year. And I am lit up by all of it. And I remember a time when I was not lit up by a lot of the things that I was doing where I just felt pulled in so many different directions and just felt this lack of fulfillment in everything that I was doing. And it was like constantly asking this question of, gosh, this can't be all that there is. There's got to be more to this. What's going on? And um, now looking around and just feeling so grounded in everything that I'm offering and so confident and aligned with all of it, it just feels so good because it really allows me to be in my zone of genius and show up and serve, whether it's here on the podcast or with my clients um, or you know with the students within the Academy of Breath, whatever it might be. And so this is what I want for all of you guys. You know, If you are building a business, you should not have to worry and stress and feel scarcity for what's coming next or when the client's are going to come or when the money is going to come. The whole point of creating a service-driven business is to be in service and to be grounded in that service and excited by it and feel passion every day when you wake up. Well, almost every day. (laughs) And that's really what we work on in Catalyst. If you didn't hear about Catalyst yet, We are going to talk about it a little bit in this episode, but Samara is a private client of mine. So we've been working together on a one-on-one format, which if you are interested in that, I'm actually opening one more space at the beginning of August. But in Catalyst, the 10-week group program is really all about starting and scaling your business, putting the soul and strategy at the forefront of creating something that's sustainable, scalable, and really brings you wealth, confidence, and impact. And This program is really, really powerful for those of you that are either just starting out and have an idea of what you want to create, or if you're about to launch something new and really want to, you know, master this launch and and really have a powerful and impactful launch where you are making lots of money and also making a big impact and getting your people involved with the launch itself, very similar to how Samara launched as well as how I launched my programs, really getting people that are getting involved in it, involved in actually promoting it as well too. And so I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent, but we talk all about launching, talk about starting, scaling. We talk about social media, building your influence. We really go into the energy and the soul of building a business from the spiritual landscape and how to Again, create something that's in alignment so you can start your business and four months later have a five-figure launch. You know, that is available to anybody. And I hope that Samara's story that you hear today will really just open your eyes and your mind and your heart to what's possible for you as well, too. We always talk together and we're like, damn, everything is possible. Anything is possible. We can create anything. How amazing is this? And I just want that for as many individuals as possible because I know that every single morning that I meditate and I just feel so much love pouring in and out of my body that the feeling and the thought that always comes up in that moment is I just want more people to feel this. I want as many people as possible to feel this. So anyways, I've been talking for a little bit. I'm going to stop talking um, and I'm going to let you guys jump into this episode. If you are looking for any of the things that we cover in the episode, including our sponsors, you can find that in the show notes. And also feel free to, again, tag us on Instagram, letting us know your biggest takeaway, what stood out to you the most in this episode at The Alchemized Life and at Kasai Thrive. 
All right, guys, enjoy. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Alchemized Life podcast. It's July. I am so excited to be sitting down with Samara Kasai. Oh my God. Samara and I started working together back in April. We started talking back in March. And what a joy it has been to be able to support you in building your business. I, you guys, I have never just like woken up every single day, almost every single day to messages and just been blown away by how quickly Samara just takes these concepts and these tools and the strategy, but also the intuition and the energy and just runs with it. And Samara, it has been such a joy to be able to support you because you just have such a big heart and the tools that you bring into this world and the way in which you bring them into the world is just so unlike so many other individuals in the wellness space and in the spirituality space. And so I think that you just have such a cool approach to tarot itself, um, you know, based off of your your unique journey and and who you are and how you have integrated these practices in, in a really intuitive way that works for you. And so I think that that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the podcast is because you really just own your craft. And in addition to that, you also have done such a great job at making these tools accessible for all people not just like privileged people that like are able to buy a deck whenever they want to and like really understand the tarot and are able to go get healing sessions and go on retreats and stuff like that. But literally making these tools accessible for someone who has literally never experienced tarot before, maybe has never been a part of um, any spiritual practices before and break it down in a way where you can kind of just sit back and be like, ah, okay, this makes sense. And like put the puzzle pieces together. And that's why I was so excited to have you on the podcast, not only on this podcast as we're recording, but also as our resident tarot reader for the summer on the Alchemized Life podcast Instagram page. So if anyone has not gone and checked those out, Samara does an amazing job. Literally every single time, I'm just like, damn, this message was for me. So thank you so much. A long-winded intro. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Of course, Ava. Thank you so much for having me. It's been like... I can't even believe that I was the same person in March when I reached out to you. Like it just seems like so much about my life has changed and yeah, it's been, it's been really crazy. So it does seem really special to be on here with you talking about that journey. So thank you so much. Yeah. I, I mean, you're not the same person. That's the cool thing about it. It's like, you're not the same person. You don't even live in the same city anymore. You are a completely different person. And so I am curious because I know that you and I kind of started talking because of this podcast. I'm curious how you initially just like moved into the wellness and spirituality space. I know that you've been in um, social justice for a while as well too. And so I'm curious how you kind of navigated and found tarot itself as well as my podcast and just the wellness space overall. Okay. So um, tarot itself was in college, really. I know there's a lot of tarot readers you'll find that will be like, I got my first tarot deck when I was 12. And like, I've been reading tarot, like people who are 30 that have been reading tarot for 20 years. And I'm definitely not that. I grew up very, like in a very religious household, kind of like there was no space for any exploration of spirituality that did not have to do with Christianity at all. And so 
I didn't get exposed to tarot until college. And that was just like me dipping around on YouTube and finding a YouTuber who was like really deeply explaining to me exactly what my situation was in the abusive relationship that I was in. And then like going into how to get out. And she was doing that using tarot cards. And I was like, oh my God, like how do I, how do I do this? And it was really just that moment that like we talk about too, you and I, with the sense of like someone just doing something so magnetically and so powerfully that it just like draws you in and you want to like soak up everything that you know. So that was how I found tarot. And how I found you was years later. Um I I like to say honestly that like when I listen to podcasts, it's usually so that I can like get put onto the next step in my journey. Like it's usually like I'll find someone who gets interviewed on a podcast and then I would like go dig into that person really deeply. And that's basically what happened with you when you were on Paul Fishman's podcast. And I was like, oh my God, who is this person? And I need to know everything that they do. And then I found out that you had a podcast and I binged your podcast while I was like working my two jobs and being in grad school. And I was like, this person is amazing and I want to spend all my time talking about that. And now I get to. So. And now we do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So were you just uh, searching on YouTube for like relationship videos or how did you even stumble upon um, like that little rabbit hole? I know YouTube is a literal rabbit hole. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But how did... I'm curious like how how you started like where you started searching because I think that what I get like excited about with a lot of people's journeys is like that that moment where they're like there has to be a better way like this mm-hmm. this cannot be all that there is and then that like little intuitive nugget that gets dropped inside of them that causes them to do the search causes them to quit the job causes them to go to the location whatever it is so um i'm curious like what that was for you yeah okay well yes youtube is definitely a rabbit hole and i think It started, honestly, I was like, not necessarily looking for relationship advice, but I was like figuring out my whole journey with queerness and feeling like I didn't have any examples of people who were queer, who were doing it in like a very kind of like sex positive, like healthy way. And I just wanted to find examples of that for myself. So I was on YouTube watching all of these people who were like, queer and like gender queer and like talking about their lives and they were talking about how they liked this particular YouTube channel, especially for like relationship advice and like advice about how to navigate like in the queer world. And so that's when I went to this YouTube channel and I didn't even know it was a tarot channel and then it just all unfolded from there. Wow. That's awesome. That's so cool. Thank you for sharing that. So when you did start moving more into the tarot space. I know that a lot of the work that you do in your tarot reading reader training is about making tarot inclusive, um, looking at tarot through the lens of social justice. So when you were moving into the tarot space, what were the issues that you saw that weren't necessarily being addressed by a lot of the leaders that do or are like well-known in the tarot space? I mean, well, I think the biggest thing for me was just the imagery on the cards, like having to really dig into the internet to find cards that didn't only have white people on them. And also in particular cards, like didn't have white people. And then the way that relationships are portrayed on the lover's card, like it's always a heterosexual relationship. And that was really off to me just, I don't know. I know that like, 
everyone will have their own tolerance for certain things, but just the way that I was raised, my parents were very insistent upon like, you deserve to be shown images of yourself being like celebrated and being positive. And like all of my doctors were women of color and all of my dolls were black dolls. Like they were very intentional about how they, I guess, wanted me to see myself reflected in everything that I enjoyed doing. And so to have access to tarot, it felt so wonderful. But then I was like, I really struggled to even find a deck that I wanted to buy in the beginning because I was just so uncomfortable with the idea, especially for like the sake of getting guidance and getting pointed in the right direction. I didn't like the idea that the only way I could do that was by like looking at these white images or these straight images. Yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that one of the things that I have been struggling with and I've been thinking about lately is not so much imagery, but more like problematic language that is used. Um, especially around this idea that we create our own reality. Um, I think that there is a lot of like, there's a lot of that that I do agree with, but then, you you know, you know, my background, a lot of the listeners know my background and then for your background as well too. It's like, that's not always the case. And that can be very, it can be very hard to hear that. And I'm even looking through the lens of like my privilege. And so imagining if like for a woman of color who is queer non-binary and uh, and n- not being able to see imagery or being shown and exposed to this wellness space and spiritual space that is only like preaching love and light and only reflected in the lens of you know you create your own reality and this privilege it just doesn't feel inclusive and so that's why your work and your tarot training is what I think is so important right now and why I loved your decolonizing the tarot workshop is because it is kind of starting to shift the perspective and the conversation for I think a lot of people that just like had no idea the uh, impact behind behind what they were saying, what they were creating to to not include so many other individuals. Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the biggest things as I've been kind of digging into the wellness world writ large, it has been such a sense of almost like social immunity, like feeling like the wellness world doesn't have to be held accountable to the same standards that we hold, you know, the the TV commercials have laws about how inclusive they have to be. And like so many industries are regulated in order to be inclusive, to like actively rectify the problems that we have in this country and in the world. And I feel like the wellness industry, like, it is very much like the Wild West and that's great, but it also can keep people and celebrate people for doing things that like they wouldn't really get away with in the industry. That's such a good point. I never even thought about it that way. Like the rules and the laws that are in place in commercials and in so many other industries are not in place for brands on Instagram for partnerships, for events. And I feel like now all of that is changing because we're holding these brands accountable. I actually had this um, conversation with a brand that had some shit come up about them. And I was like, yeah, I can't work with you guys anymore. I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to work with you anymore. And it was a hard conversation to have. But then two weeks, came, uh, they came back to me and sent me this whole email of all of the initiatives that they had put into place or are putting into place right now. And I'm like, this is like, this is why it's important. 
for us to speak up and to have these conversations because we are the ones that have to hold the brands accountable. Otherwise, they're just going to get away with it. And we are the ones that have to like use our voices. And like, that's why... I mean, I imagine that's like why you have this like, oh my God, I must teach this type of energy around your tarot reader training because it's just something that hasn't ever been held accountable before. And I'm sure a lot of the you know creators of decks or a lot of the leaders in the in, in the tarot space haven't like actually thought about it because it's not you know because of their privilege because it's not it's it's not their center point of focus every single day. Yeah, yeah, and I think even. Just the sense of like how you were saying, like my energy around this training in particular, in contrast to like some of the other things that we've created together since I've had my business, it just feels so, it it feels like it's literally just like coming out of me every day. Like I would wake up having dreams about this training and it just seems like it's one of those things where, first of all, it's very, it's one of those things where it's very medicinal for me to be creating because I know that this is something that if I had had this at the time, I would have struggled so much less. And I also just had this sense of like, I'm not leaving because before this, I was like very much in the social justice world. And I didn't want to feel like I was leaving that behind and then going into this space where no one was talking about social issues at all. And so I was like, okay, I can be the person that's in this space where people you know, have a tendency to pretend that they live on a cloud and that nothing, you know, can affect them. And I can bring, I can bring that back down to earth in a way that is loving and educational and and holding space for people to go through that process, you know? Mm, Yeah, absolutely. And I think that at least the taste that I got in the decolonizing the tarot workshop is that it is in this really like loving energy and the way in which you were able to like really channel it out throughout the slides that you created throughout the way in which you were speaking the questions that you were asking it did feel very just like organically downloaded and so I'd love to kind of dive into that because that's something that you and I worked on together is like how do we create something that doesn't feel so forced that actually gets to feel really good from the beginning and I know we can talk about this a little bit as far as like mindset around something something feeling good versus struggling how has this process for you of really leaning into, oh, it gets to feel good. Like it gets to be easy. I get to like have dreams that like create these ideas that um, are massively impactful for my community and for the people that are meant to find this work. Like how has that process been, especially coming from, um, you know, more of a traditional job setting and nonprofits and then just more of, you know, that like structure to now building your own business and really allowing it to be intuitively guided. I mean, I feel like that's the thing that has changed my life the most is just the sense of like, I get to be compensated and like rewarded for having fun and for doing the things that like are solely coming from me and that I've decided is important. And I think one of the things that's been most helpful just to be you and to be in your energy is just feeling like, I know that Ava's having so much fun because I talk to Ava every day and I know that she's just like, pouring herself into everything that she creates. And if she's being rewarded this way, then like, of course I can do that too. Like it really is just the sense of like stepping into feeling just so empowered because I have so many examples. I think that's the biggest thing that has made the the biggest difference for me is just knowing that I am consistently like surrounded by examples of people who have made a life and a living out of just like having fun and doing the things that feel most important to them, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Do you feel like it's been challenging or maybe maybe it was at the beginning, challenging to kind of like 
start to think in this way and start to act and create in this way versus the kind of like old paradigm of like, oh God, I got to like work a lot of hours. I got to, this can't be fun. What's like, what's happening? This can't be fun. I mean, yeah, it's challenging still. It's definitely getting a lot easier for me and you've been so helpful. But when I first had the idea to start a business, I had three jobs and I was full-time in school. And I was like, I don't know how this is going to happen, but it feels like it really, really needs to happen. And I just, I think in my mind, like just to give you background, I had three jobs and I generally have been a person with a lot of jobs at one time. I would like never take a vacation because I was afraid to not have money, like afraid to, I don't know. Like I just had such a, a sense of fear around not having a consistent paycheck every day. Like that was a thing that was really, really scary to me. And so just the sense of like, I'm going to find random like pieces of spare time to somehow run a business on top of having three jobs. It did kind of found it on a sense of like, this is going to be scary and difficult. And I'm going to have to like struggle a lot in order to make this work because I'm already struggling so much in order to just make like my regular life work. And so I think the thing that has, well, first of all, I now have no jobs and I only run my business, which is yes, crazy. Yes. And you're four term. months in. Yeah. It's been four months and I literally don't have any jobs. I am also not in school anymore. Like a lot has happened, but I think just giving myself the like allowing for the possibility that if I let go of the idea that I need to struggle and be stressed out in order to have money has just like opened up so much. Yeah, it definitely was a process of like let me let go of one thing at a time, and and just now it's all done. <laughs> yeah, well, and it's like the exercise, the silly little exercise that we do together of just like calling out the proof, mm-hmm. calling out the proof every single time that you are shown that it does get to be easy, and that you get to do what you love, and that it gets to be fun, and you get to make an impact, and you get to make an income from it, and you're like changing people's lives, and you're filling the gap and the void that was there when you had first started. And I feel like that is, for me at least, and what I what is so important with anyone that I'm working it with, whether it's you or someone in my catalyst group is like, find that, oh my God, I must teach this energy. Because when you do, you will have this little fire under your booty that keeps you going and has you really looking out for the opportunities and the people and the steps to take to get there as quickly as possible and have a good time along the process as well too. I think for me, when I was starting out, I didn't really I didn't really remember throughout the first few years of my business that the reason why I quit my corporate job was because I wanted to build something that was like mine and like mine by design. And so I had like adopted all of those same like work practices and like long hours. Oh, got some throat chakra stuff coming up because of that. <laughs> um, I had I had adopted that into my business and I was like, wait, why am I still working so long? Why am I miserable? Why am I barely making any money? This does not make sense because I've, if I wanted to be stressed out, I might as well just go back to my desk job and like not have to like worry as much because I'd have the paycheck coming every week. Um, and that's kind of where I was like, if I'm the one, if I'm also doing this, then there's probably so many other individuals out there that feel the same exact way that are like, why am I even doing this? This is challenging. I'm struggling. This doesn't feel good. So how can we like dig in there from the beginning 
And I think that's what that's what I like really respect about you is that like from the beginning you took the humbled approach of like I don't know it all and I'm willing to um I'm willing to learn from someone else that does know at least more than me. I definitely don't know it all um as far as building a business and like from the beginning take those massive steps forward. I think that a lot of people feel like they have to struggle for a certain amount of time before they actually ask for help. Yeah, I think that I guess is one thing that school, like being in so much school has taught me is that like, there is always going to be someone who can guide you who knows a little bit more than you. And like in school, it's such a thing because you can't teach until you've gone through so many years of school in the first place. And so I was like, okay, there is someone who's already done all of the things and I just need to find that person who will help me because I don't, I don't know. I didn't know anything about running a business. I hadn't even, the idea of like a for-profit company was not even something I was super familiar with at all. So I was just like, someone, someone else definitely can tap in on this one. And I'll just be like, I, I can do the tarot things, but I cannot do the business things at all. So yeah. thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... I know we kind of touched on this already as far as like the challenges that have come up over um, over these past few months of working together. And, you know, it's interesting because I was thinking about this before we hopped on and it's like, Samara, you have seen so much success over the past four months. Like literally, you are my shining star <laughs> and I'm so proud of you. And, you know, with quick success often comes also this like, whoa, like this 360 view where we're like, whoa, life looks completely different. And like, it's happening faster than I ever like imagined it to. And so there's so much beauty in that. But I know that also we've worked through different, um, you know, mindsets and limiting beliefs that have come up along the way. And so I'm curious, like what has been the biggest challenge for you over these past few months, especially as we've really been ramping up um, over this past month. And for somebody who is potentially going through these like more limiting beliefs and mindsets as well, what has been the thing that's really helped you to overcome a lot of this? I think the thing that has been the biggest game changer for me, even before everything started to happen really fast, because I think seeds definitely had to be planted for me in order to even like be receptive to this amount of transformation. And I remember distinctly, like the first time that we had a conversation and you said the the idea of like unsubscribing from a YouTuber, like if you don't want to have a certain story define you, you can just like choose to click out of it and choose to not be there. And I have so many stories that come up for me around money, like having been homeless and having struggled so much and like we've already talked about having to feel like I always need to be working like 24-7 in order to feel safe in the world. And that is so hard to unlearn. And and just even just the simple image of like, okay, I can just like unsubscribe from this and, and having the practice of doing that anytime I see a belief come up or just being able to journal and ask myself like why am I resisting my own rising here and like what is it that is like standing in my way of getting to where I need to be or where I know that I deserve to be you know so just like those meditation prompts that you've given me that have been so helpful just yeah to to undo those little things in my mind that keep me stuck because I don't think this happened like over the course of a month I think this had to be like planted over time for sure Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's also important that like you have been doing your own work, your own inner work before we met anyways too. And so you had been prepping and as you were saying, like to have to be more open to receive the work that we're doing. I think that 
there's a big difference between someone who is like just starting out and is like, okay, I want to start my own business, but like hasn't actually started to do their their own inner work, and someone who's been, you know, chipping away at it, chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. Um, and I know for myself as well too. It's like I can receive this money. I can receive this success. You can receive this money. You can receive this success because you've been doing the work actively. It's not like you've been only focusing on the strategy and hustling and like just grinding it out. You've also been doing, and I would say probably more so than even that, is the energy work behind it and sitting with yourself, the meditations, the reprogramming of the subconscious mind, which is, in my opinion, the most important part about being an entrepreneur. It's like 90% mindset, 10% strategy, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like I told you, I didn't have any business strategies if I wanted to have them like before I met you. And so I think that's the thing that I did have a lot of experience with is just like, okay, I need to like, as we were talking about, like I'm in a shitty relationship and I need to get myself out and that's going to require me to like work on myself and build up my confidence and like, you know, start to really... I don't, it's almost like you get to a point where you're like, I'm going to like take myself seriously now. And I'm going to like acknowledge that like I'm worth investing my own time in and like investing my own energy to like learn about myself and like care for myself and do all of these things. And so by the time I had gotten to you, I had years of like putting myself first and like being in this, this mindset of like, if there's something that like is going to improve my life, I'm going to like go all in on it, which I think is how I was able to like, why I message you every single day because I'm like, this is going to help me. And so I'm getting the most out of it that I can. Yeah, exactly. I think some people forget. It's like, oh, I'm going to be a bother. I'm going to be annoying. And I know that we kind of had to have that conversation at the beginning where I'm like, Samara, you you are free to message me whenever you want. Like, That is what I'm here for. Do not feel like there's a stupid question. Don't feel like you're being annoying or anything like that. And I have to have that conversation a lot because I'm like, don't hold back. Don't hold back on this relationship. This is like, this is what I'm here for. This is how I pour my love out and give service to the world and to my community and to my clients. And I think that for anybody, it's like you want to one, feel safe enough in a container to be able to do that with the right person. But also remember that like you get what you put in. And so if you are putting in the time and the energy and like the really intentional action, whether it is just asking me a question or taking the time to do that meditation or to ask the questions and start journaling on it or pull cards on it, you're going to receive so much more because as you increase your capacity to to give or to outwardly express, you're also going to increase your capacity to receive. friends, we're taking a quick break from this episode because I've got my blue blocks on and I look good and I feel good. So I know you guys had heard the episode with Andy Mant, who is the founder of Blue Blocks a few weeks ago, but just in case you didn't listen, first of all, go back and listen to it. But let me share why I absolutely love Blue Blocks and why I had to have Andy on the podcast. So I've been working at home for almost four years now. And what I never really recognized is that the consistent use of being on my computer, staring at my cell phone screen and just being locked into blue light was actually messing with my hormones, my sleep, my immune system, basically every single aspect of my health. And once I started talking to Andy about the impact of blue light, I knew that I had to get a solution fast. 
And so you guys have probably heard about blue light blocking glasses and the difference between regular blue light blocking glasses that you might get on Amazon versus blue blocks is that the blue blocks actually work because they are all in accordance with the academic peer-reviewed research studies around how much light you actually have to block versus blocking all of the light. There's a lot of research, again, that goes into it. And Andy actually went on an entire journey at the beginning of his entrepreneurial journey to figure out why some glasses worked and some glasses didn't. And I absolutely love that he just dug into it and went to labs to really test different blue light lenses, blue light blocking lenses, and then eventually just developed blue blocks. These glasses are super stylish too, and they're really high quality. I absolutely love my frames. I want to wear them all day, every day, and they last forever. Like seriously, I've had them for almost three or four months now, and there's not a single scratch on them. They're very high quality. And They also offer, if you do need a prescription, you can get them without a prescription or with your prescription. So super, super accessible depending on what you need. And what I also love about Blue Blocks is that they give classes to individuals in third world countries for every single purchase. So if someone needs glasses um, or needs prescription glasses in a third world country, the moment that you are buying your Blue Blocks, you are giving glasses to someone in need. So I really love that they have that give back. And you guys know it's important to just support companies that are really in alignment with their values and showing up and doing good in the world. And that's exactly what Blue Blocks does. And so If you have not picked up your pair of Blue Blocks glasses, and seriously, I love all of you guys that have been telling me you guys are getting them, you got to go to blueblocks.com forward slash alchemize to get your pair today. You'll get 15%. And that's B-L-U, blue, B-L-O-X.com forward slash alchemize to get your pair of blue light blocking lenses and frames from Blue Blocks. And one more time, that's blueblocks.com forward slash alchemize. You'll get 15% off. And before we jump back into this interview with Samara, you guys know I love talking to you about better help because let's be honest, it's really important that we take care of our mental health as often as possible, if not every single day of the year. And if something's interfering with our happiness or preventing us from achieving our goals or putting us into a position where we are waking up and feeling bad every single day, having an unbiased licensed professional therapist to talk to is so important for really getting back to feeling good and just being able to step outside of maybe the limited perspective that you have and be able to see things from a different lens. And that's why I love working with BetterHelp. I love working with my therapist and being able to talk to them in the times when I'm feeling good and kind of dig into things and also in the times when I really need support and I'm feeling bad. So it's not a crisis line and it's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. They have an app. They also have an online platform. It is all secure. So you can send messages, you can get on the phone, you can do a video call, and that's all secured and kept between you and your therapist. They really want their community to start living a happier and healthier life today. And so they make their counseling more affordable than traditional offline counseling. Plus they have financial aid. So if you haven't tried BetterHelp, 
I feel like this is the year to definitely try some licensed therapy. (laughs) And all you have to do to get 10% off of your first month is go to betterhelp.com forward slash alchemized. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash alchemized for 10% off of your first month. I love that. I feel, I like the way that you made that kind of contrast as far as like an exchange, like the more that you're able to give, the more that you're able to receive. And that reminds me of like, I remember one in one call in particular, when we were talking about like the soulmate client idea and the idea that like, there are people who are like actively trying to find the things that you are actively trying to put out into the world in the sense that there is just such an exchange of like, I have a lot to give and therefore I'm able to receive a lot. And that's mm. just been, that's been super powerful for me now that you're speaking that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's all about being in service. I think that so many of us get caught up in our heads. Sometimes we get too focused in on the numbers and it's not to say that those aren't important. You know, you want to continue to grow, but any of the times, and this is what I tell like basically all of my clients, any of the times when you are like, Oh, where's the money going to come from? Or where's the next client going to come from? Or how's this going to work? The cure to that is always get in service, get into your heart. And that is how you start to shift the fear away. That's how you start to shift the doubt away. That's how you start to get more confident and start to embody that loving energy. And I just feel like you've done that so well through everything that you've been creating, but especially your tarot reader training. And so I'd love to kind of talk a little bit more about tarot with you. You inspired me to get my very first tarot deck and I love pulling cards and just really allowing it to be an intuitive practice. And so um, I think for many people, they might not necessarily at first think it's an intuitive practice, but I'd love to just like hear from you, your perspective on tarot, how you've used it to strengthen your intuition. And then we can start to talk about your training as well. Yeah. Okay. So my perspective on tarot, I was very lucky when I first found tarot because the person who I was like reading all of her PDFs and everything, she was very insistent that you cannot start by reading a book about tarot. Like you have to just pull cards every day and see what comes up for you. And, and so that's really how I started was I just would pull a card and in the morning I would write down like, okay, this is the name of the card. And then at that like end of the day, I would write down what happened to me that day. And then I started to build a relationship with like, okay, these are the kinds of experiences that the cards like to talk to me about. And it became like, I was building up my own dictionary of what the cards mm-hmm. meant rather than relying on Google or relying on like a book or someone else to tell me what they mean. But I think in the sense that tarot isn't always necessarily seen as an intuitive practice, it just comes from the fact that there are so many leaders in the tarot space who profit off of selling their interpretations of the cards. And while I do actually benefit a lot now at this point from hearing how other people interpret the cards, just because it, I think for me, it, it sparks something within me now to have like another person's perspective. But I would hate to see people who've just found these cards for the first time and then go into like a rote memorization of trying to, you know, it's almost like you're in school and you have to like memorize yeah. all the bones or like it, it, it just becomes rote memorization and it's not fun anymore. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I definitely found that when I was first like playing with my cards because I would use the book. I would I would look at the photo, try and like interpret it throughout the photo, and then I would read the um the the 
description of the card in the book itself. And then I would say, okay, well, what is this like intuitively? What does this mean to me? And that was helpful. Um, and I would take some time to like write, write it down in my notebook even. Um, but it doesn't stick as much when I'm just like, just looking at the book and reading those descriptions. And even when I would like do like a card pull for Corey or for my mom or for my girlfriend, I wouldn't, I, I would struggle to just like look at the card and be like, oh, okay, here you go. And that's why I found your your workshop really, really helpful on kind of like categorizing each of each of the suites. Are they considered suites? Oh, the suits. The suits? Yeah. Are they considered suits? Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's really yeah, yeah. a card game, like I said. Okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> It, it, even just like the way in which you categorize them based off of questions to ask to, for like the people that you're reading as well as just like overarching themes was so helpful because from there it's like, ah, okay, now I can like kind of look at the photos and interpret it more versus just like looking at them and being like, I have no idea what's going on. Because uh, it, there's a lot of cards. How many cards are in that deck? There's 78 cards. It's a lot so, of cards. Yeah, it's... It's not something people can memorize sustainably. I think that is something, yeah, that's something that frustrates me a lot when I see people trying to just like, okay, I pull a card and now I immediately must go learn what it means. And then it's like you're saying, it's not going to stick. And the thing that I tell people too is like, psychologists will show people images as a way to get into people's subconscious minds. Like we know that by looking at an image and just spitballing to yourself about what it means you are unlocking really valuable information about your deeper subconscious and so I just like once I say that to people people will start to get a little bit more behind my like weird like don't google anything just stare at the card and give yourself a chance because the cards it's kind of like money like it's just an energy and it wants to be in communication it wants to have a relationship with you and if you're like sticking with this whole money thing, if you're saying, okay, I'm going to dump someone else's beliefs about money onto my relationship with money, then like, how is that going to look for your own money? You know, like the cards want to build their own unique way of communicating with you. Mm, Yes. That's such a good point. And relationships and self and career, like all of those different areas and, and like home life, like all of those different areas. It's such a good point. I love that you brought that up again, just like, this idea that if someone else is reading it, then they're dumping their beliefs and their relationships to whatever the thing is that you're talking about versus you interpreting it on your own. I love that so much. Thank you for bringing that up. And so um, in regards to your tarot training, can you share a little bit more about what makes this training so fucking awesome and what people can actually expect from enrolling in the training? Sure. So the training is really kind of a blend of my social justice education background and my tarot background. So it's really just for anyone who wants to use the cards through the lens of liberation. So liberating yourself and like getting into that place where you can really love and accept yourself and like put yourself out into the world. And then also how you can start to liberate the people that you love and give really empowering readings to people and lift people up with the cards rather than the way that cards have typically been portrayed as like, oh, I'm going to like tell you your future or like very kind of mystical fortune telling. I think all the mystical stuff is fun, but I think because a lot of what I like to do is bring all of that into the 3D reality. This is just like my beautiful way of saying like we can actually use our intuitions to not just like ascend up beyond all the problems that exist in the world, but to actually like ground into them and, and make headway towards fixing them, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And would you say that like 
the practice of tarot itself is really about that starting that inner work or continuing that inner work and using the cards kind of as like a conduit to gain a deeper understanding of where you have room to where you have room to grow and like where you have room to work on. I think it goes back to what I was saying with the psychology, like how looking at an image has been shown. Once you look at the image enough and start to talk about what you're seeing, you're allowing yourself to just go into a state of almost like channeling. Like you're just telling the deeper truths about what it is that you see in the world around you via this image. And so the things that have been the most insightful and the most powerful for me have been when I've just asked cards like really hard questions, like questions I really, really wanted to know the answer to, but didn't know how to ask and just would look at whatever cards came out and just journal about like what I'm seeing in the cards and then just be really amazed at how I was able to figure out certain things about either my life or the people around me or just like what next steps I should take. And that was actually how I decided to start a business was because the cards I was asking about how 2020 was going to go for me like at the end of December and the cards were like just the way that they were laid out. I was like, oh, I think this is telling me that I need to start a business. And that was just like such an empowering thing to be able to look at the cards and see like this is I'm being really supported and encouraged in a beautiful next step in my life. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. And I'm curious for you because I heard this from... I think it was Amanda Francis sharing kind of about when you ask for a sign and you receive it, it's not so much receiving the sign, but it's your relationship or your reaction to receiving it or not receiving it. And so I'm curious for you with reading tarot as well too, if you are asking a question that you want to know the answer to, and let's say you have attachment to one you know, answer or the other, what, what, how do you interpret the card's response versus your emotional response to it? Like, which one do you give more weight to? That is such a great question. And I feel like that's something that has come up for me a lot. I'm able to see it more now that I read more for clients and other people because it's easy to see like what they're worried about or like how they perceive the situation. And then you can see them reacting with their face when you're giving them a particular like news from the cards. And so that has made me very reflective about my own practice because a lot of the times I would just... Like, I get that the cards... For me, I like to think about the cards as I'm communicating with like my highest self or Mm. if I'm in particular trying to communicate with like the higher self of the client or like whoever. But I always see it as like I'm going to a source that like has seen everything and that is has my best interests at heart. And so I almost go through this process of like humbling myself before I even pull the cards because I know that like I will probably be seeing something that like these two eyes that I have on my face either like are actively not looking at, even if it's right in front of me or are like trying to avoid or just something like I know that I'm going to get something that I might not get otherwise just by trying to do my own two eyes. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's such a good point. It's like these these cards are a tool for communing with your with your higher self. And that means that like you are already in the cards. It's just a higher perspective. Um so I really like that. And I think that that's a good point to make for like any of the tools that we use and whether it be tarot, um meditation, journaling, uh, dancing, you know, it, it could literally be any any tool that we use. Um we can have the intention of using it 
to communicate and start a dialogue with our higher selves um, versus feel like it's just something outside of us, external, that's giving us the direction. I think I struggled with that a little bit at the beginning um, when I was just playing with like Oracle cards when I first... um, started like playing with all with all of those like fun cards like I had like Gabby Bernstein's deck and stuff like that and um I'd pull a card and it would give me an answer and I'm like well what what is this no I don't like this answer I want to pull another card <laughs> <laughs> until until I get an answer that I like and so um it's interesting to kind of like take that step back and be like well wait a second this is actually my higher self communicating with me through this vehicle and it's seeing something that I'm unable to see from my limited perspective right now yeah, definitely. And I've even seen like with my own life now that I have been reading for years and I can like ask the tarot the same question and then ask the same question again in like a couple of months and just seeing how the answer changes depending on what I'm like ready to receive in my life. Like I feel like if I were a year ago and the tarot was like, oh, you're going to start a business reading tarot for other people and it's going to be a really great experience and you're going to build so much. And it was just like showing me all these beautiful images. I don't know if a year ago that would have made sense for me. I, I could, I have definitely gotten messages and just like projected them. Like, I'm like, this is probably true, whatever, but like, I'm doing fine right now. You know, like I have this, this school thing going, like, it seems like it's going well. I go to MIT, like my life is great. I don't need to change anything. So no, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely have had a lot of that come up where and I'm like, oh, I'm fine. I'm good. Like things are good. And then like a week later, like something will get like shaken up and I'm like, oh damn, <laughs> <laughs> that message I got was, was, was pretty accurate and I just wasn't able to see it. So I'm curious then for your, just like your life overall, when you're starting to receive these messages now, knowing what you know now, and like, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Um, but now that you've like seen over and over again, when you receive those messages and maybe you're not like fully ready to receive them. And I think this is going to be great for anyone to hear. How do you humble yourself in that moment to kind of like take that step back and be like, oh, okay, like maybe I'm not fully ready to receive it right now, but what is it that I am ready to receive from this message? Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. And I can talk about like how I use tarot to do this, like to kind of soften in a message that seems like it's like so jarring or so kind of out of left field and I don't even know what to do with it. Um, and then I can talk about more of like the general, like higher level things that I, I do, um, if it's coming through meditation or something like that. But with tarot, one of the questions that I like to ask, and you could probably ask this in a meditation too, is just like, what energy do I embody when I am my most confident self or when I'm, you know, if it was a relationship reading, like when I am loving myself first and and pouring out of a full cup or just something like that. Like what is the energy that I need to tap into so that I can be the person who's able to actually carry out this vision that I'm being shown. And so I'll just pull one card and then like, based on what that card is saying to me, I'm getting chills right now. Um, I'll pull one card and then based on what that card is saying to me, I can kind of bridge myself into like, okay, well, the main focus is that I need to get into the energy of this card, like this Empress energy or whatever it's coming up. And as I do that, then the things will start to fall into place naturally for me about what next steps I can take. But it's really just the sense of getting into energetic alignment, which we talk about a lot anyway. So it's interesting that I was like doing this little trick for myself. And then as we started working together, you had your own process of saying like, who am I meant to be calm in order to like be 
the person who has this life or be the person who receives this success? Like what is required of me to step into the version of the person who is already doing this thing? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what's so cool about just, well, one, our relationship and then just overall really incorporating energy work and more of the intuition and creativity into your business overall is that we each have, you know, similar approaches, but they're unique to us. Like they are different in the ways in which they are unique to us. And that's how they stick. You know, if I were to say, Samara, tarot cards don't work for building your business. You got to drop that and like only do what I do, then it wouldn't work for you. Like none of the... It wouldn't... It, maybe some of it would work, but not all of it would work. And I think that where so many people get caught up is that they just try to copy the exact thing that they're... Uh, mentor does or their coach does or um, you know a course creator or someone they see on Instagram and they're like, well, why isn't this working for me? I know that I did that for so long for years, literally. And that's why I'm so passionate about being like, no, 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 don't copy me. But like figure out what works for you because that's like how we create sustainable change. That's how we're able to have integrity behind our work. And like out of so many of the individuals that I've met over the past five years, you are someone who has just so much integrity with your work and with your practices. And I was talking about... I don't know if you saw my Instagram stories shouting you out the other day, but I was talking about like what made you stand out. It's because you have integrity. It's because you create dope shit. It's because you actually like sit down on a daily basis and use these tools that you are sharing with your community and sharing with others. And so of course, you're going to have confidence around it. Of course, you're going to be excited by it. Of course, people are going to be attracted to that because they know that like you are embodying the 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 tools and the, and the transformation that starting to engage in tarot, starting to engage in, in, in self-inquiry, starting to engage in healing work and shadow work. You embody all of those, the transformation that those tools bring. And when people see that, they're like, ah, I want what they're having. Oh my God. I love that so much. And I think the thing is, it wasn't always that way when I started my business. Like you remember, I had to cancel all of my clip stuff because I realized like I was, I don't see people really in tarot who are like scaling to the level that I want to scale to and who are offering the kinds of things that I felt like I wanted to offer to the world. And so I was like, okay, well, I see people who sell new moon and full moon. And so I can do that. Like that's something that I feel perfectly confident and able to do. And so I was doing that. And I realized like, as all of this stuff started happening and the Black Lives Matter stuff really was blowing up, I was like, well, first of all, this is not the best use of like my energy and who I am and what I care the most about. And also I don't need to just do what I see everyone else doing because everyone else is not where I want to go. Like everyone else, I don't, I don't want to be in the world where we just like pretend that nothing bad is ever happening and all you need to do is like light a candle and then your whole life will, will become great. And it just felt like I was, yeah, like if I was going to build a business and like quit my job and quit school and everything like that, I wasn't going to just do what everyone else was doing. And so mm. I canceled that and then everything popped off from there <laughs> and yep. all of the, all the tarot stuff started going up, but it really did take me sitting down and being honest with myself and being like, am I, do I actually like, feel like the best use of my energy and time is to like help people manifest bullshit or any this. No, like it's yeah. just, it just isn't, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you made that decision really fast. And I love that you mentioned that like 
everything started popping off for you after you <laughs> decided to let that go. Because I think we have very similar to like you holding all, all of your jobs and going to school and very similar to me holding multiple different, um, you know, kind of like lanes of teaching, podcasting, working with brands, coaching, like all of the different things that I was doing. Sometimes we hold so tightly to these things out of the fear that we might not be able to actually make it work doing what we love. But the most beautiful thing that happens is when we let go of that fear, when we let go of that extra baggage, when we like untie the sandbags from our ankles, we actually are able to take off so much faster and actually do the things that we love. And so um, I'm just so excited to watch you grow. And um, as you are sharing that, I feel like it'd be really special if you want to share like where you see yourself a year from now so we can listen to this a year from now. Can we do it? Oh my God. Okay. Wait, can I, I, can I pull a card for it? Yes. I want to pull a card for it. Yes. And in the meantime, while you're pulling the card, so your tarot training starts um, August 13th. August 10th. August 10th. August 13th. Right, right, right. Okay. (laughs) I I had that date circulating in my head. So it starts on August 10th. It's a six-week program. Mm -hmm. Yep. Six weeks, six calls. And then um, everyone who... Well, actually, this is is irrelevant, but there's some stuff happening in July. But that is not going to be... Yeah, this comes out after July. July 13th. Irrelevant, but there are opportunities to get readings from me depending on how early you sign up. And yeah, that's what it's Yeah, and you already have a amazing group that's signed up that I'm so excited for you. And this is like, it's it's just going to be so much fun. What card do you pull? Yeah. Okay, so we got two cards. <laughs> we got a card that is typically scary. We got the death card. Um, so I guess you'll see me now interpret the death card positively. And then Yay. I got the three of wands card as well. And so this is just making me seem like a year from now, I'm just not going to recognize myself. Like it's going to seem like I am a new person, like in my next evolution, because the death card really just talks about like, you're just ready to throw everything away that doesn't work and just like evolve and grow and like, be that phoenix that just like comes out of nowhere and it's like really yeah it's just it just seems like I'm gonna be like shocking to myself like when I listen to this I'm gonna be like whose voice is that you know like it'll just I don't know and then the three of wands is really just telling me that I'm gonna be incredibly decisive and just really out of myself and I'm just gonna be in the sense of like like how now I'm kind of starting to like accept for myself that like everything is possible and I really can just like create and co-create the life that I want. It's going to be like, well, of course I can. Like, how can I like dream even bigger and call in even crazier shit? Because like, this is like what I'm doing now is just kind of things to me, you know? Yeah. Oh, I have like tears welling up in my eyes. Oh, this makes me so happy. This is so beautiful, Samara. I'm so proud of you. I mean, I like I said at the beginning, and I'll just shower you with a little bit more love. You've just done such an incredible job at owning your voice, owning your craft, showing up and being in integrity with yourself, your values and what's important to you. And that just shows in everything that you do, you know, from the workshops to your Instagram stories, to the polls that you do on the Alchemize Life podcast page and the polls that you do on your own page to now this tarot reader training, like you are the real deal. And people would be so damn lucky to get in with you now, to be able to work with you now, to experience you now, because the the death card said it all. Like in a year, we are not going to recognize who you are. And that is so 
damn exciting and so powerful. And I already, I already know because you probably barely recognize yourself now versus who you were four months ago. No, I don't. A year is going to be crazy. And like, I feel like if anything, the reason why I would love, love, love to have people join it now. Well, first of all, it's live. It will not be live in the future. And now I just really, because this is like pouring into me, like on the daily, like it's just all going to just flow. Like, I feel like it's just going to be such a magical container because the people that are coming into it now are the people who you know, whose higher selves I'm in communication with about like, what does this particular group need? And how can we create something where these people are going to get exactly what they came for and to grow and to go on and create that ripple effect? So Mm, yes. Yeah. 100%. I mean, that's how I feel about the Academy of Breath too. It's like, this is the only time that it I'm doing it. That's that it's going to be live. I think, and I can just tell based off of, and you're a part of the Academy of Breath too, so you already know um, that just like the engagement, the excitement, the way in which the information lands and resonates with the people in the group, it's like this is being divinely channeled for the sacred community that is here now. And so I know without a doubt that your tarot training is the same exact way. So for those that are interested in signing up and for following along with everything that you're doing, where can we find you? So Instagram is probably the best place to find me. I'm at Kasai Thrive. So K-A-S-K-I Thrive. And there I'll do weekend polls every Friday, just like three cards about weekend. And yeah, you can find the link to the tarot training, link to how to book a personal reading with me if you want to learn more about how I read and all. And yeah, just anything that I'm doing is going to be on Instagram. And then I have a website. Amazing. Yeah. And sign up for your email list because you have great weekly emails and just all of your updates are there too. So I love, I love your email list. It always brings me so much joy. It's like one of those emails that like actually packs value and isn't just like only announcements. So anyways. I love pulling a card every week for the email list. That's like one of my favorite. I have a special deck that is only like used for the email list. So it's a really special. Oh, I love that. So, okay. Quick question before actually we hop off. How do you suggest someone find their first deck? Ooh, okay. Um, Well, the way that I found my first deck, like I said, I was really just digging for like, what deck is going to offend me? Um, But (laughs) (laughs) now the way that I find decks is I really, you can, there's a website called littleredtarot.com and it's just like a bunch of tarot decks and you can just go through and look at like, which images like light you up, like feel into your body as you're looking into them and just like, maybe you'll get little butterflies or maybe you'll just like start smiling or even crying. Like you will have some kind of like emotional reaction when you see the deck that you want. And I think that's what you experienced too. Like you saw your deck on Instagram and you were like, I need that. Yeah, it was so pretty. I have the Mystic Mondays deck and I was like, oh, I feel like I'm related to all of these like purple and pink and green people <laughs> that are definitely celestial. <laughs> it was fun. That, yeah, yeah, that was the moment where I was like, I have to have this. This is beautiful. Um, cool. Thank you for sharing that. We'll link that in the show notes too. Samara, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I am so grateful that you were able to share some time with me. I'm so grateful that we get to work together. And for everyone listening, you have to go follow them you're truly amazing. Like truly, I'm so grateful that we get to work together and every single day that um, we get to exchange celebrations is just such a gift, like truly such a gift. Um, so I'm excited for continuing our work together and over this next year, watch it, watching the death and the Phoenix be rebirthed. <laughs>